welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Oh, it's that special day again. Hey guys, welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. I'm the great and peaceful mystery. And I'm Jay. What a wonderful day it is today. It's actually warm for once, yep. the day we're recording this. Go out and smell that fresh air. So today is Freaky Fauna. comes from the kingdom Animalia, phylum Chordate, class Mammalia, order Xanthrathia, uh, family, <laughs> here's a good one, Myromycrophyidae, genus and species. Biocrophidea tricycla. I'm sure that was perfect. And that means, the first word means to eat ants, and the second word means three toes or fingers. Oh. Today we're talking about the giant ant eater. The giant ant eater. And I didn't plan to have a sad ending for this one, but literally last night I found a sad ending. Oh, no. So. Well, we'll, we'll get through it together. Good. If these guys are having a little bit of trouble. Oh, they're having trouble? Yeah. Aren't most ant eaters in today's world? Yeah. I mean, there's not I can't really think of one that's doing well doing that's hot. flourishing. Uh <laughs> so these guys, they're tapered heads with long tubular mouths. They have very poor vision, but extremely uh, extremely good sense of hearing and smell. Their bodies are long and slender. Their coats are really dense, coarse fur, gray colorings with broad bands, diagonal stripes on the edge while running down from their their neck to their chest towards their mid-dorsal. Uh, if you guys haven't seen these, they have a gigantic, thick, bushy tail. Like, they're very flat, but they're very tall, thin, long animals. Mm-hmm. Very unique-looking things. Uh, they cannot open their mouth, and they cannot close their mouth. They just stick their little tongue out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Their head and body length can be up to, you know, four to five feet long. Mm-hmm. And their tail length can uh, be up to three to four feet long. So that's a big giant seven to eight ant- feet. Yeah, you know total. Males can exceed masses of about a hundred pounds, and females normally really never get above ninety pounds. Males in this species are much larger. Okay, they're the show offs, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and we know they get they're eating termites and ants. But that's not all they're eating. You know they're eating a lot of beetles and insect larvae, and occasionally rotting fruit. Oh, okay. The giant anteater fulfills its needs with water by licking up wet vegetation. Nice. So that's what we'll talk about towards the end is uh, them trying to drink water has become a very large problem. Oh, is that the sad part? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Their gestation is up to 190 days long. They almost always have one offspring per birth. Okay. They put a lot of parental care in. Uh, Their nursing duration is right around six months, about half a year. Oh, so they only give birth to one? Is that one? what you're saying? Yep. Okay. And it's a whole almost a whole year process. Dang, okay. You know, they're pregnant for 190 days, and then they'll take care. They'll nurse the baby for six months. Man, that's a long time. Uh, they become sexually mature about three years old. In the wild, it's unknown how long these guys live. In captivity, uh, some of our oldest ones are hitting 26 and 27 years old. That's pretty cool. Mammals are always kind of weird, large yeah. and small. You don't really know how long they're going to live. Like capybaras. Like, they live to be, like, six. That's it? Yeah. Oh, really? But the world's largest rodent. So it's just it's just odd. Yeah. You, know, you never know how... And cat bears get 100 pounds. I mean, you get, and, like, some people have a dog, like, a little dog. It lasts, like, 
you know, nine, 10 years. And mm-hmm. then some of them are like 20 years old, like your, like Clarice that just finally had, died, just finally passed away. So the range is Southern Mexico through Central America, South America, and east of the Andes through Uruguay and Northern Argentina. Oh, so it's a South American guy. Yeah, so these guys are pretty much living in the grasslands bordering the rainforest. Okay. So they were most likely common all through Mexico, and Mexico is still the giant wide grassland. So Mexico is recently a desert, and we can look at animals like the oxalotl and other animals like that to point to Mexico really recently becoming a desert. Yeah. It used to be savanna and scrubland. Like the Sahara. Very similar. Yeah. I wonder what happened. Uh, global warming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Habitats, okay, don't make grassland, savanna, and open tropical forest. So these guys will go into the forest, but it's got to be pretty open. These guys aren't super maneuverable. Okay. It's like kind of like a bus when you watch them turn and stuff like that. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, they are classified as uh, vulnerable, uh, so they are red-listed. Any questions so far? I mean, what's, what's uh, I guess, killing them? I mean, are people, people aren't using them for anything, are they? We'll get to stuff. Oh, okay. I got my fun facts up for you first. I know. I think I know what their predators and stuff are, but still. Uh, I mean, really, it's just jaguars and caiman. Right, yeah. There's a, the only two animals that can really Mess. tackle them. We'll talk about their defensive mechanisms because these aren't really pushovers either. Oh, they're not? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, they can. They'll gut me and you. Okay, but they won't bite you. No, but they have, you know, six-inch long claws that break over in termite mounds that are as hard as concrete. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, they'll, they'll gut you. These giant anteaters prey almost exclusively on social insects, you know, like termites and ants, right, you know, the colony larger guys. Uh, their dietary focus, the shape and physi- physicality of their body and their behaviors of the species. So that's kind of the first fact. There are plenty of anteater species that have a fused jaw system, mm-hmm. but these guys are the ones that take it to the extreme. Like it's completely. Yeah. Is their skull like funnel shaped? Yeah. No, that's their whole skull, that nose. Mm. It's their mouth all the way through that. Yeah. Like, their nose is just the very tip of it. Yeah. Uh, and they can't open or close their mouth and stuff like that. And their tongue has a huge resting area, which I'll talk about their tongue here in a minute. But, yeah, so, uh, these guys also have a false head on their arms. They think it's to help distract predators, and hopefully the predator will grab their head. Because if you look at their head, their it, true head doesn't really look much like a head. No, it doesn't. So on their front arms, they have it almost looks like panda bears. Oh, that's they these have, guys? Yeah. Oh, okay. They have the big white legs with the big black eye spot. It looks just like a panda bear head yeah, sticking so out of its chest. Th- the theory is that they use this to hopefully the predator will grab at that, and then they can start whacking them with the other arm Yeah. instead of them grabbing their, their tiny little their, head. Their actual head, because that would probably kill them pretty fast. Yeah, they got a tiny little head. So giant anteaters don't have teeth. Not at all. Hmm. Uh, instead, they have a tongue that can reach up to... Two feet. Exactly. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a guess. Look at me. As long as the tongue is... It's relatively narrow, so it can enter all these like little nooks and crannies of these termite mounds and ant colonies. Only about ten to fifteen millimeters wide. Hmm. Uh, they use these giant tongues to you know get their food. It extends up to one hundred and fifty times per minute. Whoa! Okay, that's insane. It shoots out of their mouth and back in their mouth a hun- up to one hundred and fifty times per minute. That's like rapid fire. You can't even see it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, their tongue is covered in tiny spines. They help them grab and grip prey as they pull it back in. It's also coated in a sticky saliva. Hmm. That makes sense. Uh, it would kind of hurt if it licked you. Really? Yeah, because it'd rip, it'd rip at your skin, almost like a cat tongue. Yeah, but probably the more The teeth rough. are a little smaller. Like, there are a lot more teeth, but they're smaller right, on the tongue. Right, yeah. Ooh, the stomach of an anteater does not secrete hydrochloric acid. Instead, they depend on folic acids to help their ant-dominated diet and aid in digestion. 
which is a very interesting adaptation. Hmm. I, didn't, I, I guess so. I don't. They don't meet. I don't. A lot of other mammals, like almost all mammals, use hydrochloric as their stomach acid. Yeah. Do we? Yes. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Uh, not like pure hydrochloric. You know, it's right. It's diluted. It's probably a low molar, if you ask me. So dumb. I'm so dumb. Formic acid is what they use instead. Oh, formic or fol- folic? Formic. I'm sorry. Formic. Yeah. F O R M I C. Yes. Okay. Never heard of that. Before. It's a. It's it's very specialized in digesting ants. Hmm. Like you know, exoskeleton heavy small invertebrates. Chitin. 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 Is that how you say it? Yeah, I've heard people say it like that. But it's wrong, right? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it's chitin. You're gonna ask me how to pronounce something? True. Uh, they can eat up to how many insects a day? Well, if their tongue's shooting at that rate, uh, uh, hundred thousand. Thirty thousand. Okay. I mean, that's a fair shot. guess. Yeah. That's average, though. Ah, so some might be up there. So, despite their coarse fur and thickened skin, giant anteaters are still. Uh, Sorry. They're still able to be agitated by the large jawed soldier cast of ants and termite species upon which they feed. According are trying to avoid these soldiers are both actively and technically. The anteaters typically feed pro, uh, their feeding profile could be described as lightning strike, quick feeding and then running away. <laughs> so these guys will come in, they'll bust open a hole, they'll eat eat eat, but the second these giant jawed uh Big protector ants. cast yeah. come out, they run away. Yeah, well, they know better, like bullet ants or mm-hmm. something. I mean, yeah, giant ants tend to pursue or tend to pursue large bodied insects, you know, termite mounds and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, such dietary segments just allow these different anteaters. So there's all these different anteater species that in the South America, Central America, that specifically target certain species of ant and termites. Okay, that helps them speciate out, so they're not competing with each other, which is a very interesting thing. Giant anteaters are terrestrial, unlike most other anteater species. Mm. So most other anteater species can climb and avoid stuff and get up in the trees. And these guys just roam the ground? Yeah, because they're freaking huge. Huge. Yeah, they're big boys. They have been seen in trees extremely rarely, and it's normally because a jaguar chased them up a tree. They're most likely, they're more likely to fall to their death than get away. <laughs> uh, and So they have giant, you know, these guys have giant forearms. And these super sharp pointy claws. Can they move fast? They can run a little bit. Okay. I mean, they're not going to win any Olympic race. Right, but they can run. Yeah. Okay. I Because in my head, I feel like uh, they they move slow like a sloth, but I don't know where they even came from. Now, that's interesting to see that. We'll get to sloths here in a minute. Okay. So, where was I? Now you made me list. Why giant anteaters have five digits on each foot. Uh, their first digit is reduced, and the second digit and the third digit exhibit long claws mm. like a sloth like sloths <laughs> yes yeah since you just hinted at that because they're very closely related to sloths oh okay well, maybe that's why when you, if you take off an anteater's head yeah especially it looks like it's built like one yeah they're yeah. very they especially if you look at like ground sloths and stuff like yeah. that once you remove the anteater's like head from the equation they look very similar mm. and a lot of people think that there was a lot of co-competition between the anteaters and the sloths like they were very close related hmm Anteaters are able to detect uh, insects with their powerful sense of smell, four times greater than that of a man. It's pretty, pretty good. In if threatened, they typically non-vocal giant anteaters will begin to bellow. Ooh, what's this eater bellow sound like? I wish I, I should have had it pulled up. Yeah, uh, can but you do no, an impression? Like, 
There we go. It's like a didgeridoo. It sounds like a leaf blower, like, muted. Oh, so not a didgeridoo? I guess kind of. Anteaters do not walk on the soles of their feet. Rather, they flex their digits upward, turn their uh, their foot inward. Loud, their large foreclaws do not come into contact with the ground to, Hmm. like, non-sharpen them. So they kind of walk on the side of their foot? Like sloths. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know That's how giant ground sloths walked and everything like that. Huh. Like I said, there are a lot of similarities to these guys in sloths. Was that coversion evolution, or were they related to something? They point? were extremely related. They're very okay. closely related. They probably just split in the last ice age. So the one went the bug route. The other one went, I guess, the fruit route. Yeah. I don't know what sloths eat. Like leaves and okay. say leaves. All right. Uh, anteaters sleep as much as 15 to 16 hours a day. Oh, wow. I kind of like these guys. As an outcome of their diet and lifestyle, anteaters have a relatively low metabolism rate. Uh, as a stark example, giant anteaters have the lowest record body temperature of any placentile mammal, 9 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. Do you know when it's colder? Um, hmm. Should I know this? Because he said, specifically I said placentile mammal. Right. So what's a non-placentile mammal? Um, I was going to say like a, like a, oh. The opossum. Oh, the possum? Because they use their pouch as their womb. Yeah, the pouch. Marsupial. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of the word, yeah. And also egg-laying mammals, uh, which are mammals. And echidnas. Which are mammals. They're more like synapses, I'll, though. I'll mute you. I'll do it. When observed in regions without significant human presence, giant anteaters are diurnally active, so active during the day. However, giant anteaters appear to adapt to a more nocturnal lifestyle in the presence of living in close proximity to humans. Ah. These guys are pretty shy. Yeah, because they know, like, uh, they're, they're not easy. They're, they're not hard to kill with a stick. Yeah, exactly. Let's just sleep when mm-hmm. they're around. And giant anteaters, uh, save for their mother and young pairs, are generally solitary. So 90% of the time, if you see two giant anteaters together, it's a mother and daughter. Oh, uh, okay. And like I said, after that six-month period with a son, most times the mom's running them off. Gotcha. Usually only one baby is born at a time. Uh, they nurse for six months and then carry on the mother's back for up to a year. So like sloths, you know, they, yeah. they hang on. All right. These guys, let's get to some ecology and conservation, and then I have my sad fact. All right. The giant anteaters are becoming quite rare, mostly due to the exotic pet trade and habitat destruction. They all have but disappeared in their historic range of Central America. You can't find these guys in Central America anymore. Oh, really? They're gone. Oh, that's sad. In South America, they are being hunted for their meat and for trophies. Some are also being killed just because they are mistakenly blamed for killing cattle and dogs. People are accusing these things of killing cows. What they do? Lick them to death? No, it's all the stray dogs that are killing cattle. Well, yeah. I mean, just like the trilocene, well, except right. a freaking giant anteater ant eats uh, ants. How are they expecting that to be killing cows? I mean, come on. They've got to be smarter No, than there's that. literally parties going out there with like Frankenstein and some monster stuff, like torches and like stabbing these things to death. Wow. Anteaters are essentially are essential in maintaining insect populations. In, adi- in, in addition, they are a key food source for large carnivores. And then I have another really bad one for you. But let's talk about these things first. Their meat is horrible. <laughs> and it's but it's considered a delicacy. Hmm. They're completely gone from half of the range. Dang. 50% you cannot find them anymore. Not that they're rare, not that they're endangered. Gone. Gone. The other 50% they're having a lot of problems. I bet. Because there's less people in the 50% that they're missing from. Okay. So the 50% of the habitat they have left 
are dealing with people and they're farming and stuff like that. They're being hunted for trophies. I don't understand why. It's because they're kind of, they're rare now, so people's like, oh yeah. I mean, it's a unique looking animal. So and I they're get. blamed for killing cattle. Yeah, that's. I can see just... killing dogs if a dog gets on them. Yeah. And starts harassing them. But a cow. I, I, I don't understand that. But like a dog, you know, if a dog walks up and bites a giant antler, it's going to turn around and swing. Yeah. You know, they, they can stand up on their hind legs and they have these giant claws and they have a lot of power behind them. Yeah. So they could really defend themselves. They dig into you. Yeah. yeah. They aren't an easy prey source for a hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. You know, when you're stabbing them with a big stick, they're a lot easier. Keep them at a distance. Yeah. But hand-to-hand combat, you know, they, they hold their own pretty well. I mean, keep in mind, they're in the area with jaguars and caimans. And they're and, big. And they're big. Yeah. Cows, I just it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> They're having a lot of problems with termites and ants in South America. Oh, oh yeah, what's the solution? Uh, it was not killing all the giant anteaters. Yeah, clearly. Uh, so th- the problem is there are other species of anteaters that take advantage of these these mounds of termites. Okay, they can't break into them. What the giant anter used to do had a whole ecosystem built around them. Oh, so they so would, bust they would it open. open it up. And let all these other small insectivores come in. in and yeah. So now all those guys are threatened now too because uh, they can't get to their historic food sources. Yeah. Because there's not this six foot long anteater busting in these concrete hard tunnels. Right. Yeah. Huh. And the like I said, the giant anteater would bust in, fast feed, and then leave and run away. Yeah. And then all these little guys would come in and feed on the rest. You right. know, they deal with everything else. So these termites are taking over. These ants are taking over. Not good. Yeah. I mean, if we kill all the anteaters. Let's just get us some. Giant eaters. That's not even the worst part of their life right now. All right, let's get this. The sad part. Yeah, if I can remember, I'll try to post this video on uh, Crimson of Corn Facebook. Okay. Uh, irrigation ditches. Okay. Are killing these guys? How so? By the hundreds. But like, were they drowning or what? They so they're like these little shallow irrigation ditches. Yeah. And they're but they're smooth concrete. Banks. Okay. They get in them and they can't get out. Anteaters can swim pretty good. Oh, so it's drowning them? There was this one video I just seen literally last night as of recording this. Yeah. That was at the like the 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 grate at the end of this irrigation ditch. Yeah. Had probably a hundred of them. Oh geez. And they're killing each other. Yeah. They're trying to get out. Yeah. And these guys are to be credit to these guys are trying to save them. They're throwing ropes in there. Like they're trying to give them something to climb out on. Right. But their their bodies aren't designed for that. You right. Know? They have these giant claws. claws yeah. So uh, the one and then the guy was trying to grab one of them by the mane and try to like pull it rip out. him up and it was trying to gut him, you know. And I, you know they, they're panicked, they're yeah. drowning, right? But the irrigation ditches are just cutting through these giant swaths of savanna. They're putting into farmland, so the anteaters historically would just walk. You know they could swim. They're like, right. I'll just get in and I'll get to the other side. It's no big deal. But they can't get out. Yeah, man. So giant anteaters are in trouble. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I mean, I like, they'll do stuff nowadays to help animals get, get like through overpasses and whatnot, but little things like this, you got to take and account for. I think I'm hoping, uh, you know, one of the thoughts is just putting some kind of boardwalkways and stuff like that or yeah. stairs into them. Just something so they can climb up. Like out. every, you know, like we have it in our iron ditches yeah. is what they're called. Iron channels. Yeah. Even though they're not iron, you know, it's armored channels. Right. Uh, every like 200, 300 feet, they put something to get. Like people out specifically, yeah. but animals use it too. Don't get me wrong, right. but because if a guy up. falls in there, he's also screwed. Because if a six foot long giant anteater can't crawl, crawl its way out, a guy ain't getting out. He's gonna struggle a bit. Yeah. So what do you think about giant anteaters? 
I mean, they're they're a neat, unique animal. We, I'm telling you, we need to get some for the backyard. And I would have one of these guys as a pet. It, feeding them would be a pain. Yeah, I guess. We talked about those pangolins too. Unless you find a source, which are another cousin. Oh yeah, that's right. We just got to find start farming ants. And when you see like uh, golden anteaters and stuff like that, little tree ones, yeah, you really start seeing the the relationship between them and sloths. Mm. Like a golden anteater is like a sloth with a prehensile tail. Yeah. Yeah, pretty neat looking. Mm-hmm. But these guys are just so big, and they're hard to find. Uh, have you ever seen the video of the jaguar hunting one of these? Uh-uh. So this giant ear is getting a drink of water, and it perks up. There, it, it doesn't know. It can't see behind it because it's tail. Yeah. There's a jaguar like 20 feet behind it, like getting ready to pounce. Yeah. But then you just see this giant ear perk up, and it just is looking all around. It can smell it. Yeah. It knows there's a jaguar nearby, and then it starts to turn around, and sees it and just books it. It runs? Yeah. The jaguar chase it? Oh, yeah. No, oh. the jaguar like bit it like, behind the head and stuff like that. And the animal is still just dragging this jaguar around. Did it get it? Or it you got don't know. into the rainforest. Nobody knows. Oh, gotcha. And it, they're, like I said, they're not easy. And the jaguar missed its mark. Yeah. It got way too low on the back. Okay. So it's not going to be like grabbing the neck and breaking the neck. Right, yeah. So if that, you know, if that animal can get a Flip hook around, into it, yeah. it's done. Jaguar's in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's been the giant ant eater. So right to your, I don't know, we have tons of South American, Central American listeners on this show, but the giant animals, they need help. It's protect, protect their creatures of nature. Mm-hmm. Your local fauna. Your local fauna. We could start bringing these to like Oklahoma and Kansas. Do you think they could? And just let them free? You think? Well, there's not like big termite mounds. There could be. You never know. We'd have to bring them to like Africa. Oh, there's got to be some termite mounds. Somewhere. There's termite mounds, but not like the ones I'm talking about, like Central America that are the big 15 ones. feet tall. Well, we'll get see. Well, first, we'll get a bunch of termites. Oh, there we go. Release them into an area and just let it get an infestation. We'll have going. to talk about can- cane toads, see, because that was that thing. Oh, when they brought in the cane toads? Yeah, because they in had Hawaii or something. No, to North America. Oh, North America. Okay. So they brought in sugar cane. Sugar cane beetles came with that. Yeah. The only predator sugar cane beetles was cane toads. Brought them Brought in. them in. The cane toads hate eating cane beetles because they taste nasty. Yeah. So, so they're like, else. yeah, we'll just eat everything else. Yeah. And then we brought in their predators, and it was it doesn't work. Nah, bad. It never works. Keep it's your, never once worked. Keep your local fauna local. Mm-hmm. All right. I have been the great and peaceful mystery. And I've been Jay. We'll catch you next week with more freaks of fauna. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Fauna Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five-star review.